0: Hello and welcome to In The Clock End, an Arsenal podcast with me, Steve. And joining me on this wonderful Wednesday morning, I've got calvin with me here. Good morning, sir. How are you?
1: Yeah, not too bad, Steve. Very good morning to you too. The sun is shining, um, but don't let that fool you. I don't know whether it's the same over in the UK, but someone's flicked that switch for winter. I ain't built for these conditions, mate. I'm, I'm dreading the rest of the next four to five months, mate. I don't know about you. Is it the same over there, freezing?
0: It's a little bit Baltic, but I'm, I'm a sweater. So I look forward to the winter. Like it's my favorite time of year. Hats, gloves, scarves. Really? Um, yeah, absolutely.
1: I, I always knew there was something a little bit unusual about you. And that's just confirmed it, to be honest. With you. I mean, look, you know, people I fucking hate. And I, I say hate, that's a bit strong, but people that go, I love autumn. I'm like, what the fuck is there to like about autumn? Seriously. All it is it's a gentle reminder that summer's done and winter's coming. What is fucking good about that?
0: I like the cold house. What can I say? Wow.
1: Fucking, I, ain't stay, I, I ain't coming to stay at your new gaff, mate. No chance. I'm freezing. I'll in the shed.
0: We don't have the heating on
1: here. <laughs> right, yeah, I fucking definitely ain't coming on. <laughs> I'll put the heating on in summer, mate, if it's Steph, cold enough.
0: Steph is always cold, mate, honestly. Um, oh,
1: well, I'll stick with her. Enough,
0: enough of talking about temperatures. Mm. We've got a few games to talk about today, a notable one on Sunday. I think... Mm. Um, who do, who do we play? Can't can't quite put my finger on it.
1: I don't know. He Who is uh, that shite from down the road?
0: Tottenham? Is it Tottenham? Tottenham. Do they get battered everywhere they go?
1: Yeah, they get battered everywhere they go, mate, don't they? Fucking shower.
0: What a game. What a day. I'm, I'm still a little bit overwhelmed by it all, to be honest. It was just an incredible game.
1: It, it's one of those, isn't it? When it goes your way, um, you know, the big games like that, you know, you ride that that high for the rest of the week. Um, even more so when you don't have anything to possibly derail your feeling in the week, obviously, because we have no European football, if you weren't aware. So we've got quite a lot of free time in the week at, the, at this this moment in time. But I mean, look, beating Tottenham in at any stage of the season or any level of any competition or even in a pre-season friendly, I don't care. I just It's, it's just great to beat them. Um, but what's great, and I'm sure you know you were at the game, you lucky bastard. Um, you know the manner in which we destroyed them in that first 45 minutes, and then ultimately, look, you'll get two sets of people who will look at the the second half and go, "We should have really put them to it, you know, let's really dish out a, a beating to our local rivals." But at the same time, you know, you've got to be professional. Um, and I, and I <laughs> look, the second half was nowhere near as entertaining as the first. Probably it was entertaining inside the stadium because all you would have done is taken the piss out of the 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 40 remaining Spurs fans in the Emirates about for that second half.
0: 40, I think that was about 12. Yeah, A few of them ran back in when they scored a goal.
1: Oh, did they? That's cute. To be
0: honest, yeah, they were all running back in. There's some funny videos because I'm one of those people who go on all the Tottenham fan channels and watch their vlogs.
1: Mm. Oh, yeah.
0: And when they scored the goal, they were like giving the Vs to the Arse fans. And I was like, you free one down, you mugs.
1: Yeah. Do you know what? I've just had a thought, though. And you mentioned this just before we joined the pod, because you, you want some of these, Cam- is it Camden? Camden Brewery that, that, that Camden they're supporting? Because the I haven't been yeah. to the Emirates this season yet. Um, Wouldn't it be hilarious, and I hope this happened, that for any Tottenham supporter that bought a pint in the Emirates, had to drink out of a North Londoners red cup? That'd, that'd be magical, wouldn't it?
0: That's that's actually an interesting point. I'm sure I'm sure it is. Or do you reckon they've got the plain ones in there?
1: Oh no, they should la nah, they should One hundred they've missed a trick if they haven't dished those out. Abs- because what else are they gonna do? Not drink the pint that they've just paid what eight quid for or something like that. I know it's buy one get one free as well. <laughs> but still, that that would just be like extra insult. I mean, just yeah, you enjoy thank your for, beer.
0: Thank you for shopping with Arsenal today. Nothing is red.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: they, know, might, maybe I'm not sure. Well it, it is actually quite good, actually. So you can't you can't knock it. Two, two for one, mate. Two for one. Is
1: that think, an um, ongoing thing this season, or was it just done as every, a promotion? Every home
0: game, it's been it so far. It it cuts off like an hour before kickoff. Hmm. I think it's a bit of a ploy to get you in the ground a little bit earlier. Hmm. Uh, I had, I I think I had four pints before the game. I was chewing my way through them on a horrendous hangover from my thirtieth on Friday. Um, yeah, 3 oh, hangover, oh, hair man. of the dog, doesn't work, mate. You just feel even worse the next day.
1: Depends. It depends. It only works if you're going back in. That's, that's You know you know me, mate. I'm not a massive drinker these days, but if I was ever hungover, one or two, no, no, no interest. But if you're going to send me back out and, you know, front line, get back involved in, you know, if you went out on a Friday, I'd, had a few beers and then you went and done it on the Saturday, it only ever worked for me, the hair of the dog, if I was getting drunk again. Okay. What, <laughs> Not I was just having a leisurely Can
0: you? You can't just sort of dip it in for a little bit. You've got to go, <laughs> you've got to be 100% committed. Um, in for
1: a penny, in for a pound, and all that jazz. Absolutely.
0: But no, um, completely lost my train of thought now, talking about um, Arsenal's cups. in the, in the Arsenal
1: cups. Yeah, look, I'll, I'll bring you back. We're basically doing a podcast, Steve, um, of Arsenal three, Tottenham one okay are, are, are you with us
0: i'm honestly i'm still it, it was an it was a euphoric event mm. um i was in the ground so early you know because of all like the queues at wimbledon
1: the free beer it sort
0: of, it sort of freaked me out a little bit so we got in like about two hours early It was mm. actually really nice walking around the ground when it was all really I Me and steph walked around the, on the lower tier when it was all empty it was lovely mm. um and yeah but it, was, it was it was a fantastic day it was um I was a little bit pessimistic being a nipper you know what it's like. A nipper can be a little bit. It's usually full of people with half scarfs, and um, we have been to the club shop and got have got about six bags of of shopping, um, and they have like song sheets. <laughs> but uh, no, it was great. The, the atmosphere was rocking. Um, I saw a tweet and it said like it was something like it hasn't been that good since Barcelona, and to be honest, mm. it was like that. And I was I was at the the home game when we beat Barca, and mm. I think. Sunday was 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 up, was was up there it was just electric um like the it couldn't have it couldn't have gone any better like the way we started the the, the pace the the ferociousness we were just mm. taking our chances you're um, at it yeah it was it was it was mental like the way we went through on the break every time um it was just like
1: yeah it's One just what days. you wanted to see isn't it this is the only <laughs> And it's not to be negative, but it's just it's something which is ingrained in me. And we've spoken about this on the pod before. I think sometimes when Arsenal start games, well, it worries me um, because sometimes I find that we we generally start games quite well, and then we kind of fade off a little bit. But this one, where we got the early goal, and then you know we were three up within what was it twenty? Well, let's say within half an hour, uh, oh. we were three up, and it was just it was just phenomenal. But back to your atmosphere, peaks. I've heard obviously, look, we've all listened to podcasts at this point, and you know we. <laughs> I don't think there's enough podcasts to go around, really, to, to keep us going for this week. So, you know, listeners, you're welcome for having another one when we're done with this. But, um, you know, you want to drink it in and, like I said, ride that that euphoric wave for the rest of the week until, until Brighton away on Saturday. But the atmosphere, you know, you've touched on it. It's from what I've heard on TV. It looked amazing. Everything looked great. Um, you know the, it's one thing you definitely can't question about is supporters so far this season at Arsenal we've backed the team really really well in every game I think especially at the Emirates especially away Um, but yeah there was that question asked on you know the Arscast also the Arsenal Vision podcast Tim Stillman was saying around um, and I think I said it to you as well it rem- you know that game reminded me or it wasn't you sorry it was uh, the old Bruce Banana on, on Instagram and I was like that game just reminded me of the the 3-0 when Fabregas You know, went on that Maisie run and slotted one in straight from kickoff. Um, That kind of atmosphere, and I I was lucky enough to be at that one. But yeah, the the only two games that were mentioned were the Barcelona one, which you said, and you were at, and then, you know, when we, when Danny Welbeck scored that last minute header against Leicester City. That's that's apparently the three kind of games that it was kind of referred to, and the atmosphere was that good, and it really came across on TV and. It's funny because I, I, I'm apprehensive about what atmosphere sounds like through through um, the TV because I'll never forget that I went to United away a few years ago, um, and it was a really poor game overall. It was a one all draw, like Giroud scored a last-minute header to, to get us a point, but the atmosphere I remember being quite poor, even from United standards, it's like not, not a lot of singing. And then I remember going into work, and then everyone was like, oh, how was the game? You know, you say, you know you go back into work, people ask you what you get up to, et cetera, et cetera. And obviously in Ireland, there's a massive Man United support space. It's Man United or Liverpool basically over here is who, who people support. And uh, they're like, oh, it must have been great. The atmosphere sounded amazing. And I was just sat there going, the fuck were you watching? The same game? Because I was there and it was pretty poor. But obviously, look, this was before the days of crowd noise, right? Um, they were using it in They you, they've, plugged got, s-
0: they've got sound engineers, right? So,
1: they just turn it up where, wherever it, the, it, the yeah. section of the crowd is singing. Yeah, they just turn it up to make you know, they make it appear and that the atmosphere is probably a bit more intense than it actually was. But that was my only, you know, I've obviously had that clarified that the atmosphere at the Emirates on, on Sunday afternoon was, uh, you know, it was at the top top elite tier level, wasn't it? Um, and it was nice to was see great. that that was, that was the case.
0: But I Even think before the game in the concourse. Um, mm. And like outside the game, there was videos. Um, I'd obviously shut off to get the train home, but there was videos of people outside the ground with flares and... Mm. Yeah it's it's been a real sort of it was a real occasion um and I think like like you touched on what you said about kind of the fan base has been so supportive of this team mm. um and we we're, I think when you sort of hit rock bottom it's it's almost like unity when the yes. fan base and we're sort of sick of, everyone's sort of sick of Arsenal getting kicked and being the butt of everyone's joke and we've come together and we're like fuck you all you know it's the fuck you it's mentality yeah. yeah yeah we're Arsenal football club and um yeah, it was it was great. It was really great. Um, mm. you know, it's interesting, like even at 3-0, I still was a little bit nervous. You're even that second be. half, I was, I was a little bit, you know, and because we, we we got a lucky a little a few times. Okay, missed missed that header yeah. in the first half, and then I think it was in the second half he went he went he went clear and 90, 99 nine times out of a hundred he scores that. Um mm-hmm. and it was just it was just great. It was one of those days where everything went for us. Um obviously got that late, got to pull one back for them. My only criticism of of our of save for Sunday would be maybe I'd have kind of bought made a few changes a bit earlier, yeah. shorted it up a little bit. Um, but um, yeah, it, mm. it was it was it was absolutely fine in the end. I think you know Ramsdale made that fantastic save, oh. Lucas Mora. If if that had gone in, it would have been a, a nervy, very nervy last five, five minutes. minutes. But you know what it didn't happen. So
1: fantastic save by the way, and you have to feel that. <sighs> I think it's been said as well that was. Not the final nail in the coffin for Burn Leno, but phew, I think he's one more hammer blow away from being second choice keeper now for the rest of the season. Okay. I mean, it, it was funny because there was a bit of debate leading up to this game. Would Leno come back in? And it, I think if Ramsdale hadn't have done so well in those first couple of games, I think, yeah, maybe he probably would have. But it's like a striker, isn't it? You don't, you know, you don't bring a reserve striker on and he's bagged a couple of goals. You don't just stick him back on the bench when he's in good form. You leave him on. Um, and I think that is. It's the one thing that you can't help but get behind it and that is that's our future I mean we've seen it now two games that back four or back five or whatever you want to call it um that's that's our building box and that's what we need to stick with and make sure that that gets better um and it it's showing signs of that um and again I know we spoke about it on the last pod um you, you can only be incredibly, pleased with what you've seen from Aaron Ramsdale since he's since he's joined the club because there was a lot of doubters out there I wouldn't have been um, necessarily a a doubter as such but even I questioned it because I hadn't you know he's not a keeper that you'd watch that often and um, there was a big fee being towered around um, but he's 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 just come in and look I don't quite remember David Seaman joining Arsenal but it's funny if you speak to anybody who supported Arsenal around that time, there was a lot of reservations around David Seaman joining Arsenal. I'm not comparing the two at this stage as well. I just have to clarify that. But there was a lot of reservations about you know David Seaman joining from QPR um way back when in the 1990 season, I think it was. I mean, look, you don't have to be a genius to know how well that went um in the end. But he, you know, he's done a similar thing. He's he's turned it around, he's just put in the performances, you know, just looking at the it's chalk and cheese looking at the two of them in goal um the presence that one has compared to oh, the other is, is frightening
0: that's that's the word the presence and his attitude and like the way his body language and the mm. way he works that back line it's mm. um it fills you with a lot of confidence and you can just tell like you you know you want people who are like proud to wear the shirt and it's it means a lot it means them. something to them um and yeah that's that's all you can ask for mm. Also, special mention to tommy asu Mm. Um, I, thought, I mean, listen. I thought everyone was great on Sunday, but he's just come in and it's just been fantastic. Just, um, just he's fitting so well, and mm. it's so nice to actually have a, a right back and and not be moaning about Bellerin and Cedric and mm. complaining about you know always getting caught out on that on, on that on that right side. Um, but yeah, it was great. You know, Smith Rowe, Saka, Jacker, Partey, Bamyang, every man, uh, Odegaard it was just across the board. I thought we we were just fantastic. Um, I was so impressed with our fall play. We've talked about it so many times this season in terms of not creating enough chances, mm. but we, you know, we made enough chances on Sunday for, for the next month. I thought, I don't know, it was sort of like everything just came together at the right time. And I really hope this is a massive springboard. Um, Brighton's a huge game now, and then we've got international break. So mm. really important to, to keep the momentum, beat Brighton. It's going to be a difficult game, but I think we can beat them. Um, We'll be there to see it. Fantastic!
1: We will indeed. I can't. I can't uh, wait. Um, first game of the if, season. If we
0: if we don't win, don't you not come to another game? Yeah, that no, that's, that's
1: completely fine. No, um, I, I will accept that. And yeah, I will not come over again for the rest of the season. But no, just on your Tommy okay. Asu point, because I think we spoke about it on the last pod as well, and it was a case of, you know, I said I I can't remember the last time a signing actually came in and was just like it's like he's been here for you know, a few seasons, uh, you know, he's just landed off the plane from wherever he'd been and straight into the starting lineup, and instantly improved our, our our starting eleven, like instantly. And I know, look, you can say Odegaard did this, et cetera, et cetera, but it's just been, like you say, it's a breath of fresh air to be able to have someone come in as such an important part of the pitch. I do think, you know, you know, your right backs, left backs are, are incredibly important. But what I, I think is really shrewd from what Arsenal has done He's not the traditional kind of right back that that we would usually associate with Arsenal. Let's be perfectly honest with you. He's not a Bellerin, He's bombing up and down. He's he'll make the runs, but he's it's given us that tactical fluidity where it's like Tierney's allowed to push on, Tommy Asu tucks in. So basically, I think you know when you know when we have the ball, we're turning more into a I mean, God knows what it could be, but a three at the back. That's for sure um and when we don't have the ball obviously Tierney tucks back in and then we turn more into a back four so it's been brilliant um I think a, a definite shout out also to to Gabrielle again who I thought was incredibly uh, incredibly impressive and it's it's funny because I was listening to the Arsenal Vision podcast there I think it was either last week or the week before and Clive he talks on there was saying that he hasn't forgotten about Gabrielle's performance against Harry Kane last season, or when he first joined, um, and said how much he dominated Harry Kane, who was at his peak at this stage. Um, no, no, Harry Kane's not not on it this season from what we've seen. That's abundantly clear. And let's be perfectly honest while we're just talking about Harry Kane, I can already see you smiling because you know where I'm about to go with this. But that third goal <laughs> was one of the funniest things from start to finish I've seen in a North he London was derby. It was brilliant. I didn't he... know it
0: was Harry Kane because I was on the upper tier and because mm. it was all oh, I'm so quick. Yeah. And I was more kind of watching what Sack was doing. Yeah. I didn't realise until I watched back, I was like, that was Kane. <laughs> that
1: back, yeah. Crazy. It was just brilliant. I mean, it's like just the way he just clumsily kind of fell over the ball and it was like watching a, you know, a Sunday morning footballer who's had a few, few too many beers the night before trying to do something on a
0: football pitch. What? Um what? What a fall from grace that is. Yeah. What a fall from grace. Yeah, it's it's You love to see it. Um, 100%. I, a part of me, I don't feel sorry for him, but like, he's probably thinking, why did I sign that six-year deal? He's an idiot. Absolute yeah. idiot. And he, he's stuck there now. And and Tottenham have shot themselves in the foot because you can just tell that it's all wrong. His body language.
1: Doesn't look he awesome. He
0: just looks shadow of his former self. He looks like a Bamiang last season, just doesn't look interested. Mm-hmm. And that price value is gonna it's gonna keep plummeting, keep down. dropping,
1: yeah. It's gonna Should keep.
0: Should have dropping. sold him.
1: Should have sold him. Should have sold him. But I mean, look, look we're not here to talk too much about Tottenham because why the fuck would we? But I mean, look, you, you know, being a football fan, um, sometimes you do yeah, look at other clubs. Not
0: talking, we're
1: laughing. Yeah, I am yeah. laughing. Yeah, you know, I'm laughing a lot. But I think that I think they've got a lot of fear, um, from the Gareth Bale sale. Um, to be honest with you, and you look at how that went. You know, they sold 100 you know got 100 million for Gareth Bale spunked it on five five players of which I don't think any are even still at the club anymore and they're all shite because let's be honest everyone that plays for Tottenham are shite but um, I think there's a bit of fear from that yeah give us 100 million but we, we're Tottenham we, you know what do we think of Tottenham? Shit. What do we think of shit? Tottenham? Thank you, thank you. Um, it's, yeah That's they just, they just do don't actually. know what to do they're not a big club mate they don't know how to act like a big club yeah they've got a lovely shiny stadium but who gives a fuck if you've got that? If you've got bugger all inside it,
0: you know what? I actually, well, I think we spoke about it off off pod, and we said it's quite nice. Actually, the Emir- Emirates is much nicer. Like being in the like go like, the Emirates is such a nice stadium. We often give it a hard time, but um, when it's when the atmosphere's great, it, mm. it's a really nice area. And especially with like kind of the roundabout, the way it's sort of laid out with the bridges, mm. I love the Emirates. Yeah, the Emirates is so great. Don't get me wrong. It's I think growing on me.
1: Yeah, it's always going to take time to grow. And you've literally ripped out one of the most iconic stadiums in, in, in English football, to be perfectly I mean, look, go back over the years and all the big players, mate, doesn't matter where they played, all of them would, well, not all of them, but, you know, a large chunk of people looked forward to playing at Highbury because it was so tight. The pitch was so small. It was always a carpet, even way back when. Arsenal was always renowned for having like the best pitch to play on. Um, and everybody loves the old school feel of it, um, you know. So going to the Emirates, where and I always thought this: why did we not keep a slightly smaller pitch? I never quite understood that because I always thought that worked in our favour to a point. Um, but look, visually, I hate to say it, I love the look of Tottenham Stadium. I think it looks fantastic. Um, but it's not the Emirates. So if, you, an if an I had to choose one or the other, it's the Emirates all day, every day. Because that's what we T- yeah, it does look like a toilet bowl. Of course, it does. Yeah, of course, it does.
0: Um, you know, the the only thing I actually like about the Tottenham's ground is they have one bank behind the goal. Yes, that's the only thing that I'd like. Uh, that's only the one thing I like about it. Mm. We should have done that. Maybe the north bank or the clock end just had one mm. huge bank. The one um, thing that just yeah, the... that, that's that, that's all. Took, that's all I'm going to say about Tottenham Hotspur.
1: Yeah, absolutely. But just one last thing on the the stadium there at the Emirates. I do it bugged me a little bit just how far away. And the crowd is behind the goals. Bugs me a little bit. Can't deny that. I think they you're not, you You know
0: what, you say that, but when you're there, you're not really that. You don't, yeah, I suppose. I know, no, I've, not, I've literally sat day, like,
1: I think it was Leicester, first game of season, Leicester, Lacazette's debut. And I was sat just behind the goal where he headed in his first goal. I think I was row three. And it, yeah, it's just a bit too far. And then I don't know, like, you know, I remember those days when you used to sit in the you know the West Lower or wherever it was, wherever you sat in Highbury, you could you could smell the grass. Like you were that close. You know what I mean? It was brilliant. You felt like you were really involved. But look, who, like, that's just. I, a, guess, a, a, I a,
0: guess it's like for. That. I guess it's for the press, isn't it? And they have the flags and. Yeah. There, I guess there's there's reasons for that. I mean, it's not like West Ham where you're like in, it, when no, you go I mean, to the West Ham's ground, you're you're a, you're in a different postcode from the pitch.
1: <laughs> that yeah, far not away.
0: There. Honestly, it's absolutely disgusting.
1: It's um, like the old Wembley, isn't it?
0: It's terrible. The old yeah. track. They're not good, are they? You look at some of these European grounds. They're like you're about four miles away. Anyway, getting back to the wonderful top, the, the wonderful game. Um, mm. Anything else you want to add? Any 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 thoughts, feelings? Well, I mean, look. I mean,
1: one thing I definitely want to kind of see what your thoughts were. And look, it's unfortunate. I think with the news that broke this morning Grant of Granit Xhaka being out for three months, that would delight some people, and it will. As always, divide our fan, basically it's Granit Shaka. <laughs> That's just how it goes. But that starting lineup, is that what you want to see now kind of moving forward full stop?
0: That's the eleven, isn't it? Mm. That's the eleven. Um, I'm still not Listen, credit where credit's due, Xhaka was good on was good on Sunday, mm. but we know what he's like. And God we spoke about it to here about how inconsistent he is. And mm. I do feel like we've all sort of we always fall into that trap, don't we? A little bit where he has a good game, you go, oh, actually, you know, he's he's, he's not too bad. And then mm. he does it. Jacker's gonna Jacker, and um, yeah. so yeah, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not completely sold on that. Um, but we're so thin in that central midfield area. Mm. I guess you can play maitland Niles. You've got Samuel Akonga. um Al Nenny's still there. To be the fair, Al and Party is not terrible. The, the, the big thing is Party. He, you mm. need Thomas Party. Yeah. Um, that's the priority. If if he gets injured again, then then you know you you, you sort of that's that's mm. a huge concern. Um, mm. But no, yeah, that's that for me. That's the eleven. That's the eleven. Um, we, we 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 talked about kind of sack on that right. He's, he's so dangerous on the right. Like he he he. You mm. compare him to to Pepe.
1: It's it's different. It's I right. mean, we yeah, like you said, we spoke about it last week. I mean, look, different gravy. Pepe didn't end up being on the other flank. Smith Rowe was there, which is again, I've got no issue with, but. Yeah, I think just Saka on that right-hand side is far more effective than what we've seen from Pepe, uh, which is... He's got to
0: stop playing Pepe on the right, hasn't he? I, I think yeah. he's got to use Pepe on the left. He's, yes. He's, but he's, he's good on the left. That's the frustrating thing. And we can all yeah. see that. And when he's been on the left, maybe he just doesn't like playing out there. Um, but it's, it's it's a bit... It's one of those, isn't it? I think because Saka is young and, you know, he doesn't want to burn him out. Mm. We are going to see that rotation. You'll probably see Pepe back on the right time. Do you sometime.
1: reckon we will um, see much rotation now? I don't, I don't know, like because we don't have any, you know, unless there's a cup game midweek where we have to play a strong eleven. I don't think We're we need to rotate to that much. Week games,
0: we? Maybe mm? no, that's a good, it's a good point. We haven't got this we haven't got those midweek games. I mean, what I would say is, with those young players, you know, you've seen it with sort of like, um, kind of Jack Wilshire when mm. he was overplayed at a young age, and it, it really affects their career you know, down the line with with injuries, um, and you just don't want to burn them out, um. You know, yeah. You know, I'm. I'm. Not, I'm not an expert, but um, when I mean, we've got options, haven't we? We've got Pepe, and obviously Martinelli. We all forget about Martinelli. He sort of disappeared off the face of the earth. I remember last season. Every every time Martinelli wasn't announced to the team, there was a there was mm. there was a um uh, everyone was kind of going mental. You know, on, on Twitter. Where is he,
1: etc. Yeah. Because, there was
0: yeah.
1: Which you can kind of. <laughs> Meltdown. Yeah. yeah, meltdown, yeah, the old Twitter meltdowns. They happen regardless of whatever happens. Um, but with, with Martinelli, I think I think we're not seeing that as much at the minute because I think, which game did he play? He played Brentford away, did he not? Did he start at Brentford mm. away and was, I mean, look, didn't have a very good game. And I think he played in, who did we play in the early knockout stage there at the Carabao Cup now? Before West Brom. West Brom, he played in that game as well. And he wasn't as influential as we probably would have liked to have seen. And I think those couple of games might have just realigned um, you know, our fan base's thought process on him. He's still very raw. Um I I personally don't think he's at that level where he can be starting every week. you know, who okay. are you gonna replace him with? Uh sorry, who you know, whose place is he going to take. But look, he's there's potential there, but yeah. There's been a couple of performances where you're just like, is, have we overhyped it a little bit? Or look, it's it's a side conversation, which luckily isn't one that's concerning me too much at this stage because we've got we've got options at the, at the top, like you said, uh, which is always a luxury to have. But you know, you would want to see him. I mean, when who, when's our next cup game?
0: What Leeds in a few weeks? Leeds, it's gonna know. be difficult. Leeds, Leeds at home. Mm. It'll be very interesting. I think he'll go. He'll have to go strong in that game because I think Leeds will go strong. Mm. But I don't think we can put out the kids because I think I think. Well, that said, they you know Leeds are sort of suffering from that second season syndrome. Mm-hmm. Um, they've not been playing badly, but they've just been losing a lot of games. Mm. Uh, I know they lost to West Ham on the weekend, two one. West Ham were very poor in that game as well, mm. and they got a bit lucky. But yeah, it's going to be a tough game, especially with Leeds. They'll probably bring down like five, six thousand. You know what Leeds are like?
1: Rowdy. like? animals. Yeah, I can't wait to go like, I, That's one game. Um, yeah,
0: I, I, hopefully we can get to Leeds away. I've been to Leeds away once um, in the FA Cup game, and it was quite good. It was quite a good atmosphere. But were, I think, I don't, I don't think they'd opened the whole ground. I think like, the episode was shut for that one. I think it was when Leeds were like, the, the fans would disappeared. It was like 2010.
1: Yeah, just to put it in perspective, I think the last time I went to Ellen Road, this is a rewind. Um, would have been Dennis Burkamp's first season.
0: 3-0. three
1: uh, I don't know whether you saw the Arsenal. Um, it was really funny because Arsenal put out a lovely little montage of Ian Wright goals on his birthday there last week. I don't know if you, you, you caught that.
0: Mm. But one of
1: the goals the game was, was one of the goals he scored was you know an absolutely delicious chip um, against, against Leeds when we were all sat behind that goal. I remember that game vividly because... You know, like you know, I've already planned to go to Leeds away this season because it was a ground I used to go to a lot growing up because I've got family up there. So I can't wait to go back there. Um, you always get a decent atmosphere, um, and it's funny, isn't it? Death I think
0: fans are animals. It will be, it will be. You just get abused for ninety minutes, basically. That's fine. sort of, sort of ground you don't wear colours.
1: <laughs> ah, look, you wear colours under a jumper. Uh, and then you take that jump for I uh, look to be honest with you. I think it's the weekend before Christmas that we play them away in the league. So yeah, it is. Be... Yeah, it's like the 18th 18 free, I've, book, I've
0: booked. I've booked it off work. Um, so yeah, I should be going. If, if not, I'll be pulling the sickie. But don't tell my manager. I <laughs> can't be saying that. Come on. I'm joking. I'm only really joking. Um, but no. But yeah, it's going to be a tough game. Um, mm. So it'll be interesting to see. But at the same time, like we talked about, we've not had. We've not had, you know, we've not got European football, so there's no real excuse. You know, there's going to be opportunities where, mm. yeah, you know, weeks where we can kind of go, you know, three games in a week because we've, we haven't got that every week. So there's, there, there will be that level of fitness there. Mm. Um, it says a lot about uh, this. This for me, this this is his, this is his team now. This is, yes. this is what he wanted. This was his vision. Um, I, I'm I'm sort of like not the sort of wish time like kind of wish time away. You know. Mm-hmm. Where, like it'd be interesting to see what, what we do in the next window in terms of like wanting because we've still got a Deadwood that we want to see go on. Um, because I don't think he's going anywhere. I think, I think, I think the club want I think they back this vision of him, and I think he's the future, whether you like it or not. I know it's early days, we're, we're, we're riding on that high from Tottenham, aren't we? You know, if we lose, to yeah. Brighton, we'll all be like, you know, he's, he's, he's clueless. Um, I'm still, I'm still not sold on, on him. No, you're not going to um, be. I love the passion for him, you know. I can't deny that. You know, no. the passion of him was, was, you know, you, you got to love that from, from a manager. Um, but um, yeah, it's it's good, you know. It's 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 times like this that remind you of this. Why you, this is what we do. It's why we love love it. You know, and, and we spend so much of our lives investing mm. in our time. Um, yeah, games like Sunday. It's what it's all about. It's the that euphoric experience yeah. where you know we have to laugh or cry. Honestly, it was just.
1: I mean, I did I did a lot of laughing mate watching that game actually which was a feeling I don't remember for quite some time because um, I and I don't know whether you, you might have had a similar reaction but obviously look the third goal from Kane falling over fast forward to him doing a you know a slide tackle which you know, basically sets up Saka um, for for the third I, w- I was literally audibly just laughing and celebrating all at the same time because I was just. I haven't had that feeling watching Arsenal for so long where we just, we blew them away. I mean, yeah, you had a little bit of nerves after being 3-0 up because it's just an North London derby. I mean, look, you've you, we only have to rewind. It's not happened to us that often, but, you know, the two five twos, you know, Tottenham went 2-0 up in one of those, I think. Um, and, you know, you come back to win. Anything can happen, right? That's basically what I'm trying to say. But, you know, that feeling of just sorry. <laughs> Just fun. It was just fun, mate, to be an Arsenal fan on Sunday. And I think that's the element that a lot of us have lost over the last five or six years. It's just everything's been a bit doom and gloom. And look, we love debating football and going on about what's the right way to do this, that or the other. But ultimately, like I've said a few times, mate, we all want the same result. You know, so it's like, you know, it's like anything, like you can can plan fucking travel arrangements and you might come up with, you know, one way to get to fucking an away game and I'll come up with another one, but ultimately we'll get to the fucking away game, right? It doesn't matter. We both Mm -hmm. want the same outcome. So I just think having that much fun um, collectively as well, um, you know, everybody was just, there's you know, there was not a lot to debate after this game. It was just a case of, do you know what guys, that was a fucking good day and we all had a good time and that's all we want moving forward. Not every week because that's unrealistic. Um, But I think the one thing you touched on just now very, very likely, And it's something that I, I'm quite, I think it's probably ingrained in me because of the last five or six years, but I'm reserved to not get too excited or carried away. Look, Sunday was immense, but I am really, really keen, not just because I'm going to the game this Sunday and obviously, um, you know, get to see you down there. Saturday.
0: Saturday. Don't fly out. Don't fly out on Sunday. Well, look, my flight's already
1: booked, mate. So I'm definitely going Saturday. Don't panic. I've got another flight on Sunday, but that's coming home. So that's fine. But I guess what I'm saying there is I want to see how we play on Saturday. Because I don't just want us to be like, yep, yeah, brilliant. You know, we're back and we, you know, we beat Spurs 3-1. You know, now's the time to, you know, Arsenal is back. I want to see if we can go and get a win on, you know, against Brighton on Saturday evening. Um, then that thought process process might start coming in a little bit. Actually, you know, we talked last season around have we turned a corner? I think we ended up being in that corner for about the four or five months to be honest with you just going we're not quite sure if we're out of it or not but um, you in that
0: corner we had many we had many conversations about that corner
1: yeah I'm glad I can't wait to see the back of it but you know I'm trying to say it's just you know I want to see us kick on a little bit uh, and find some consistency in our in our results we've got a decent run of games um, as has has been mentioned by everybody I think post on but you know Brighton away we can go and get three points and perform relatively well i don't you know i don't necessarily need to see the same performance i saw against tottenham because it's very different circumstances but you know if we can you know, imagine we come away with a clean sheet or a one or two nil victory uh, against brighton who have played relatively well so far this season i think that would be uh time to maybe start getting carried away with things maybe
0: yeah it who knows with, with this arsenal team um what I would say is, like we've got a lot of new faces in the team, and I think that sort of, you know, with that it brings new opportunities, and you sort of, you know, out with the old, in with the new. Mm. Um, it, it, it brings new attitudes in, and mm. um, there's, there's always that worry, is with Arsenal? You're thinking oh, you know, are oh, we going to oh, Arsenal? Going to Arsenal? You know, but um, listen, yeah, like like I said, we, we we're riding on a high. It's going to enjoy it, you know, and." take it for what it is and, and not think not over not overthink it too much and hmm. you know hopefully um on S- saturday we, we, we get over three points and then two weeks it's international break oh, what's going on oh, I, uh, yeah yeah your yeah. face is literally how i feel like what why why what why, why? there's too so, many just, what's too just many. The euros knock it on the head honestly couldn't care less about international break um it'll probably save the old wallet though I've been to that many games. I've been to that many games. Yeah, you say
1: that, you'll end up just,
0: you know, doing stuff with the misses.
1: Well, I know you take the misses of football quite a lot anyway, but you'll just end up doing something else with the misses where you have to spend money going out for lunch and, you know, you know what I mean? There's, you, there's nothing to do on a Saturday other than watch some shite international football. Cause I'm with you. Like, look, I'll jump on the bandwagon when the big tournaments come around. I think even more so, you know, you, you think I've been living out of the UK for the last 10 years, you know, when those big tournaments come around, great crack back home and I really missed that this summer um, especially getting to the final but it was great fun um, but you know being over here mate pff, no one gave a shit that we were in the final you know so maybe it was more of a case of I hope you lot fucking lose and I was like yeah cheers that,
0: that surprised me because knowing how much the Irish love the English like, uh,
1: got any Irish followers apologise for this following sentence but I really mean it so fuck it Fickle bunch. Look, I know there's a lot of history between, you know, England and Ireland, which you learn a lot about when you come over here and it's not, it's a bit, you know, we don't come out well, right? Let's put it that way. As we yeah, do, no, a lot no. of scenarios, I've, I've, yeah, but yeah, sure. the way that, you know, they love the Premier League, you know, you see, you know, when I do travel over to, to a game, you know, all flights are packed, you know, whether they're going to watch United, Liverpool, which as I've already mentioned, the, you know, the main two, the city, you know, they, they, everybody, Villa, they, you know, they, there's a lot of supporters that head over, but as soon as it, you know, as soon as these players come collectively together and then they're not representing their clubs, like, they they fucking hate them. Don't get me wrong, that's not everybody, and that is a sweeping statement. We're there exactly are.
0: the same though. We're we're the same with Wales, Scotland, Ireland. It's it's just a bit of it's far, isn't it? It's we want to lose. We want them to lose. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. I know. For me, obviously, I think I've got a soft spot for Ireland, right? I've been here long enough and. It's not a bad place You're, mar- you're,
0: married, to an, you're, you're married to an Irish, Irish girl I'm
1: married to, uh, to an Irish bird now Woman actually,
0: woman You're married to an Irish woman yeah. Can't say, girl sounds like you're married to like a 15, 16 year old
1: Jesus, yeah I'm glad you changed that 15 to 16 Fuck me, that would have come across really bad i had have the
0: fucking police knocking on the door by the time <laughs> this, For fuck's sake But um... she's, she's no longer of school age She's she's, she's um, at college cool. right? <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> but no, I think it's, you know, I've got a soft spot for them. And it's easy. and again, no disrespect to any Irish listeners, but it's easy to have a soft spot for a team that are in fucking shit. Um, they are abysmal. And any Irish uh, supporter or anybody who watches Ireland consistently will say, yeah, they are pretty bad. They lost to Luxembourg.
0: I just this the bad. Republic of Ireland, right? <sighs>
1: Stephen, Stephen, Stephen. Yes, there it's it's split, isn't it, between Northern Ireland and
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. but the Republic of Ireland rules are the better, better with the two. Yeah.
1: yeah, I mean, there's you know, it's a slightly slightly bigger place, obviously. Uh,
0: they used to, to great, I mean, Damien Duff and all
1: that. Yeah, I mean, look, you actually rewind to World Cup really 2000, great. yeah, 2002 World Cup, I think they got to the the quarter quarterfinals or something yeah. like that. Yeah, you go Robbie back to Keane. Damien Duff, Robbie Keane, yeah. Roy Keane, really Shay Given. Yeah, yeah. They did have a decent a spot, um but yeah, then they've just to be yeah. honest with you, I I, I don't really. No, know any of their players at this stage. know anyway, enough about Ireland.
0: This, you've taken us down a right old hole. Next, I, year I you're do. Doing like Irish just, takeaways do. and what you do doing on a Sunday afternoon with, with, with the wife. Wow. Well, we go for lovely strolls in the Irish countryside.
1: Nothing wrong with it, mate. It's beautiful. I'm at that age, man, you know? I'm at that age. We're going for a walk and getting a bite to eat. It's beautiful.
0: You're, how old are you? Know, 42?
1: Shit, fuck off. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm catching you up now, man. Yeah, fun. you're in
1: the 30s club, mate. Trust me. Uh, you've just joined that. Best of luck with it. Turning 30 is not bad, actually. Turning 30 is fine. And anybody, you know, is in their 30s will go, yeah, yeah, turning 30 is not too bad. Turning 31, however, is shit, because that's a real acceptance that I'm in my 30s. Um I'm 35 now. So, yeah, my feeling's just gradually gone down a bit of uh, a hill, mate, to be honest with you. But there we go. Anyway, oh, back, just getting back a to the Arsenal. Let's get back to like,
0: what, what made One thing on that, my mate put in my um, birthday card, are you gonna now you're 30, are you going to stop wearing Arsenal wear? <laughs> and the thing is, right, because Steph organised a surprise party. Obviously, mm. it was a surprise. I thought we were just going out for a beer with our mates. Mm. I, I was going to fuck th- the forest. So I just went casual. And Steph bought me the new Arsenal shirt, so I thought i wear that. Yeah, we're yeah. going to the pub. So I was threw on a T-shirt, shorts, bloody party. Everyone's like, you could have made an effort. I was like, oh, I didn't know. Yeah. So I got the right knob.
1: Yeah, just enough. Ah, look, it is what it is, mate. And you represented the Arsenal. And it's you know, it's a beautiful shirt. That 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 third shirt is a beautiful Uh, shirt. To say the least, I can't wait to get my hands on it. I just haven't bothered yet, to be honest. Because I've got I've got to leave Summit for the missus to get me a Christmas, otherwise, there'll be nothing. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, that's true. Very true. Tactical, that is very tactical. You know it,
1: mate. You know it. But uh yeah, I mean, look back to the the Arsenal chat. I mean, is there anything else that you kind of wanted to talk around uh, talk about from a performance point of view? I mean, you know, every as we touched on, everybody was good. Was there anybody in you know in particular that stood out to you on the day that you thought, yeah, you know, you had a really good game, or what? what were your kind of take Not with?
0: particularly. I, honestly, I felt like across the board, it was just very good. Everyone was on the was on it. You know, we we win every second ball. There was a, you know, whenever we kind of made a mistake, we were very fast to kind of. Um, you know, sort it out, get get the ball back. Um, mm. It just felt like every, all the cogs, everything came together on Sunday. And um, yeah, really great. And I love how clinical we were with those chances. Mm. You know, um, Smith Rotech is really nice. Bamyang, was a bit the ball came to me like a bit bobbly, but he took it really well. And yeah, then Saka, that goal was just beautiful. The fact that he, you know, came, comes in, gets it back. Because we all thought, oh, chance gone. Um, mm. Got to say, when, when Saka's going down that right, it's just, it's so exciting watching him. He's so dangerous, um, and it, yeah, it just, it was just a great occasion, mate. Um, and you know, watching from the upper tier, the view is fantastic up there. Mm. Um, I don't particularly like it, for like, like I said to before. Like I love being in the low tier, like the clock in the north bank. The atmosphere is just, it's fantastic down there. Mm. But you just can't see that much when, when the ball's at the end of the field and, and you're in the low tier, you can't see. A lot you know it's the mm. the ball pings around a lot, but from that upper tiers it's just an it, it yeah, wonderful view that's um mm. I see why your dad prefers to sit up there because it's yeah it's, it's great,
1: yeah, and i am with you, I think kind of you you get one or the other right if you want a, you know the fan and fun and singing and all that sort of stuff, yeah, I think you're gonna go in the the lower tier um for that experience and you know, I've only sat in the lower tier a couple of times at the Emirates since it's opened, um, mainly, again, because you know, you know, I go with the old man quite a lot and you know, that's just where he likes to sit. But big games like Tottenham, like you said, you are a bit worried about it, but it was great, right? Atmosphere was great. The big games like that, it doesn't matter where you sit at the Emirates. Um, you're going to get the atmosphere that you're looking for and the experience that you want. But I think, yeah, if you're going to watch the likes of... Oh, nice for out here. It's Burnley, because Burnley's always a go-to, isn't it? Burnley at home, for example, it's it will not be the same sat there. You'll still get that wonderful view and you really do get a really good idea of, you can see so much of what's going on and you actually probably get more frustrated as a fan sitting in those upper tiers because you've got more sight of what what the possibilities are for a player when he's on the ball. You can see a lot more than them, obviously. And, you know, when you're in the lower tier, you don't see that as clearly as you've, you, you've touched on. So I think for sure it's, it's one or the other, but I think for the likes of you know Tottenham at home, you've you know you got the full experience there, you've got the atmosphere, and you've got, like you said, an outstanding view. Moving on, Brighton away, as we've you know, lightly touched on so far. How do you think we're going to do? Um, who do you think, more importantly, I guess, with, with this morning's news, what do you expect to see from a starting lineup aspect from Arteta going into that game? Uh, do you think it will be something similar to what we saw at Burnley? Away. Um
0: I think he goes with the same eleven. Um apart from Jaka. Maybe bring on any in. Maybe he goes for the Who would you Maybe
1: prefer? I would too.
0: I'd probably put on any in there just because I think him and party aren't terrible together. Then also the new guy, I like him as well. Um just you know, at all costs protect Thomas Party. Rapid and mobile rapid if you've got to. Uh, What about yourself? Do you you stick with the eleven? Obviously, minus Xhaka. Yeah, I
1: think it's hard not to. I guess Um, it's hard not to. But I don't know. I I can just see it being mixed up a little bit. I think we might see something similar to what we saw at Burnley, purely because Xhaka is now not available. Um, uh, I mean, the Burnley performance was hardly the most exciting one we've seen. Um, but it did a job at a difficult place to go and kept a clean sheet. But yeah, I think if if, if you gave me the personal choice, I'd probably just go with exactly, you know, copy and paste, take out Zakharum. I think you're it's, it's a it's a toss up, isn't it, between uh, Sambi and uh, El Nenny? Yeah, I think I'd have to probably go with Lekonga, Sambi Lekonga in there, just because I think I like. I like what's happening at Arsenal at the minute. And I do think, you know, we, we touched on it earlier, the fan base feel a lot more together with that fuck you mentality. But it's also, it's a lot, I think one of the things we've got quite frustrated about is not really knowing where we're going. Um, there was, ne- you know, we, we talk about vision or we talk about you need, it's a, it's a strange one when you talk about it, but you want to feel a connection towards something. You want to feel like you're supporting more than just the badge, if that makes sense. And I think that's what we've started to see um, over the last few weeks. Um, it's still very early days, but, you know, we can. See, it's very clear, I don't know that many people have spoke about it, but Gary Neville being an absolute fucking douchebag by saying he couldn't understand what Arsenal's transfer policy was uh, when it was the most obvious thing you've ever seen. But seeing that sort of come together and I like the fact that, you know, Arteta's had the balls to go and put Ramsdale in. I like that. I like the fact that Tommy Arsu's come in straight in the lineup. I like the fact that Ben White's in there. These are all these decisions, which he's backing himself, which is great. Um, but to see it start pay off.
0: And I like the fact that, yeah, let's
1: let's stop leaning on players that we've seen. It's been tried and tested. Yeah. It's not really worked. The players um, we
0: want to see go. Al Nenny, ultimately, he's a safe option, but we'd rather we'd rather move him on. You know, he's been yeah, there for a long time. Yeah. You've had your time, you you've not particularly you know, you have not been you know pulling up any trees during your time. Mm. Um, you've you scored the occasion of Wildy, but that's about it. You he know, does score you know, a you know, He's yeah. an average midfielder, and obviously we're buying into the future now, so you want to see yeah uh, see that. But listen, I think I think he'll he'll probably go for Nakonga. I think he'll, he'll go for that. Um, I think he yeah. likes him. He's, he's already started him a few times.
1: Yeah, and again, it's we're ar- I know it's arrogant, mate, but we're Arsenal. Own any for me, like you've just said, is the safe option. You know, we're not going to Man City away again. Thank fuck. We're not going, you know, we're not going to Chelsea away or United away or one of the bigger clubs where you think, do you know what? Having that safer option would make sense. These are the sort of games, again, even though we're away from home, I want to see us take it to the opposition. I don't want us to be safe. I don't want us to sit back and soak up pressure. Let's enforce our game upon the opposition and make them make the decisions and make them have to to change things up like we did like, again to clarify I'm not expecting us to go and play exactly like we did against Tottenham on Sunday but the, what we did on Sunday made them have to change their 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 approach to the game in the second half they, i think mean, they made two substitutions at half time um you yeah, know but that, that's what i want to see from our, from arsenal mate is especially when we are playing what you know perceived smaller clubs um let's go and yeah let's go and enforce our game on them Let's go and see what we're about. I don't care what, what they do necessarily. I just want us to go and focus on what we want to do. And if you play well and you you know, you apply yourself correctly throughout that 90 minutes and you do the simple things consistently well. You know, that, that's what I want to see. I just want to see Arsenal take mm. it to Brighton this weekend and continue to ride that wave. Cause I'm sure look, as fans, we, you know, we've been riding that wave so far. It's Wednesday as we record this. Um the players are definitely riding that wave as well, right? Um, and I, I would like to think that let's build on that, and I, that's another reason why I'd like to think that Arteta won't change it up too much, because um, it's the old cliche saying: is you don't you don't fix something that isn't broken necessarily. Now, know that you know Jaka coming out slightly changes that a little bit, but yeah, I, I just want to see us take it to Brian on Saturday.
0: Hopefully, it'll be a glorious six 0 win. Can't say anything else. Imagine Absolutely. double hat trick from a Bamiang.
1: Yeah, just on Aubameyang. Actually, that's a good point. We haven't mentioned Aubameyang too much. And I I actually wanted to kind of touch on it because, you know, I've, I'm not doubting him massively, but I've had question marks about Aubameyang. You know this. I said it on the last pod that I'm a bit, I was a bit worried by just his lack of involvement. But I thought on Sunday he was absolutely superb. Absolutely superb in everything he did. He did stuff that I didn't even think he could do, to be perfectly honest. He was winning headers. Uh, And not just one or two, he won quite a few when the ball was pumped up long by Ramsdale, um, which was great to see. He was really committed, really involved, um, took his goal well. Celebration was absolutely iconic, let's be honest. And, you know, the fact that Thierry Henry was in the stands watching that as well made it even more sweeter. And I think that's why, again, it was just the fun aspect of being a fan again, which is great. But um, I just thought his all-round play and it's something I've questioned him about and it's his overall Link up play and what he brings to the team, other than just goals. Because when you take those goals away, what you left with. But he he had it all on Sunday. Um, good finish. Um, his link up play was good. I just thought he it's one of the best games I've seen him have at uh you know at the club there for quite a while, to be honest with you. Look, I I don't consider West Brom away in the cup, you know, quite the same level. I know he scored a great goal in that in that game. He actually got a hat trick, didn't he, in that game, but you know, you look at the opposition, but I just thought, yeah, I just thought he was absolutely superb, and he he silenced me, which I thoroughly enjoyed, to be honest with you, because he was doing stuff that I just don't typically associate with a other than the goal.
0: Yeah, it's good to be pretty, it's good to be pretty wrong in, the, in these sort of situations. my yeah, um, I definitely think they don't. Don't anyone, There's been a lot of red flags, and I'm still not 100, but. um if that's what he needs to kick on his season, you know, I fully support that. You know, we want to see a Bamiang, you know, hit him, you know, 20, 25 goals a season. Mm. Um, so, yeah, um, moving on before we go, I've got a, we've got a special on this day. Uh, mm. It's technically not on this day. That's fine. But we can do what we want to to our podcast. Um, so you have, you have a choice between Tottenham 4, Arsenal 5 or... The two-two,
1: or the 3 0 i on a minute. Can you give me like this is well and good. You're throwing score lines at me, but when the fuck did these happen? For oh so the, not telling, the I'm 5 not four you was 0-4-0-5. I know that. Yeah. The two-two was two? three or four. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. The two-two, the invincible season won the white, uh, the league at white lane, brilliant. Yeah, or
0: and then the three-nil. You can take your pick. There's about four of them. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh look, it's. I'm going to have to choose the game that I was at, really. Um, And that's the 2-2. Luckily, I was in that little pocket on that lovely afternoon. So, yeah, let's go with the 2-2.
0: Have we done this one before? No. Are you sure? Not really. I think, I'm not sure if we've done it before, but we'll do it again. We'll do it again. Any eagle-eyed, if we've got any eagle-eyed listeners, let us know.
1: I mean, this is this is incredibly easy. It so should be incredibly easy. Go on. Um, so let's go start. You want me to, to just bosh out this starting eleven, dear? Just
0: smash it. Go
1: Jens on. Lehmann. The floor is the floor is yours, mate. The floor is mine. Cool. Hopefully, this shouldn't take too long, and then I've got a little question for you afterwards. We may as well go just on. round it on a high. Um, it's also also Tottenham related, but Jens Lehmann in goal is number one. Mm-hmm. Left back Ashley Cole. Centre backs, Martin keown and Scott Campbell.
0: Colo Torre. Oh, sorry, Colo
1: Torre, sorry. Beg your pardon. Oh no. Shaking my head, Shaking my head
0: disapproval.
1: Yeah. Right back. Laurent. Yeah. Center mid, Patrick Vieira.
0: Yeah.
1: I don't know who the other one was that day. Hang on, let me have a think. Gilberto. Mm-hmm. Then we're going to go Perez on a wing with Jungberg on the other.
0: It was Perez and um, Parla.
1: Was it Parla
0: that day? That's what it says here.
1: That's fine. I'm I'm going with that and then Burcumperbury. Yeah. Yeah. And then subs.
0: So did Lundberg not play that day? Not sure. To be honest, with you. I, mean, yeah, I, I don't think he did. He's not in the eleven. Might have been injured. Um Ray has been injured. Came on, serves not used, Kio and Clichy and Stack. And Layman was booked. For surprise. <laughs> that was for
1: giving away the penalty at the end. If correct me if I'm wrong. Um that was a bit frustrating. Oh god, I yeah. Know.
0: I thought I, I I I had it in my head we were doing the five-four. Yeah. That's the two-all. So there we go.
1: It was the two-all. Uh, yeah, it was one of those. Kind of like annoying Jens' name moments because, like, for fuck's sake, Jens, we could have won 2 1, which would have been extra sweet on the day. But luckily, look, you
0: say that, but I also, I sort of liked the fact that they celebrated so much at the end because they drew, they drawn the game. Yeah, we just won the league. So it's sort of like, hey, yeah, the Tierra story is brilliant. We'll we'll end on your question because I'm, I'm, I'm quite um, aware of the time and the listeners are probably falling asleep by now. Yeah,
1: probably. I mean, I, I nearly fall asleep listening to you most weeks recording this. to be honest, you know, right. But no, my only question is quite simple. I mean, I wanted to ask you it last week. Uh, I just forgot. Shock. Um, but I wanted to kind of know, what's your favourite North London Derby goal that, you know, that we, you, you've seen and witnessed? Mm. Whether live or not, you don't have to be there, but what was your most...
0: That's a good one. Um...
1: It's hard to pick because there's been some absolute. Yeah,
0: belts. I mean, the Cesc Fàbregas has scored a few mm-hmm. um Do you remember Adibayor goal? Oh, I was
1: going to say, but he's just a prick, so no.
0: I know, but it was a great <laughs> goal. Yeah, it was. Um, the Henri run in '03. I yeah. mean, David Bentley scored a banger once. Do you remember that?
1: Yeah, oh, that, that, that was for them, not for us.
0: No, it was for us when he played. He, he scored against them. It in like two thousand
1: and three, yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, I, I think you need to check your uh, check your knowledge now. This. I do not remember this. I'm
0: gonna. I'm, I'm gonna check this right. He now. He scored a
1: wonderful goal that 0-3, kind of that sort of era against in the FA Cup against Middlesbrough, very Bergkamp-esque. But the only fucking goal I remember him scoring in that North London game is against us, mate. Against our favourite goalkeeper, Manuel Aminia. I'm so swear, he scored.
0: We we I'll have to check that out. Yeah, maybe I'm may, maybe I'm wrong. it's a possibility. Um, but what, yeah. While I think about while what, what I look at it, what what, what would be yours? Ooh.
1: Ooh, tricky to pick, right? Um, there's a couple that spring to mind. Um, one would have to be Ces Fabregas at the Emirates, literally from kickoff. One, you know, we spoke about that game earlier. Wonderful moment at the Emirates and I was at that one which made it extra sweet it was fucking phenomenal there's nothing better than when you're literally celebrating one goal and then another one happens it's just it's fucking heart attack territory that is when you're a fan and the stadium to be honest you it's great fun i do those two there were two goals actually in the Adebayor game that you just mentioned fabregas scored another screamer in that too but one that i i really really enjoyed would have been there's actually been quite a few, hasn't there? Thomas Rositsky's Screamer at White Hart Lane mm. was a particular favourite of mine, just a technique, camera angle of it. Everything was just beautiful. Um, other than that, I mean, look, you, you could pick a lot, Van Percy, in a 2-0 down, 3-2 up sort of scenario. I think we went on to win that one, 5-2. Yeah, there, there's been a few, but I think if I had to really, really pick one... It's funny, I don't pick either of the ones from from that famous afternoon when we won the league there. Um, they were good goals. was were great, great goals, though. The way we yeah, cut through them on
0: the break.
1: Yeah, we really, really did. Um, but I think just for, you know, I love it. Everybody loves a good thunder bastard of a strike, done not And I think, yeah, Thomas Wazitski's one was uh, was was top class. And I'm probably forgetting many others that have happened over the years.
0: I think that Bentley goal was against someone else, you know. Sway scored a really good goal. FA yeah, you're,
1: I know, yeah. I already said it. Sorry, mate. That's all right. I knew you were just wasting your own time, but whilst you were looking for a non-existent... I did it
0: in my head. Yeah, anyway, um, I, I would say for me, it's probably... Do you remember the Perez goal, actually? At a Lane in 0-1-0-2, when we drew yes. one or Poirot, when the Richard Wright dropped absolutely clanging in the last minute, like it was near post. Mm-hmm. That was, I think it was Perez, that was a great strike. Um, also First time goal, and he
1: kind of bent it into the far corner
0: yeah, he should yeah. it should yes. have saved it yes saved it um yeah. i was watching it recently because i was watching a, do- a little short documentary on soul campbell mm. and it had that game mm. um but yeah i'd say the maybe the Onrigo was just iconic um yeah also that the 5-4 when um the burst through or uh, i think it was it was um like lundberg and i think it was lundberg he did like a little shuffle and he
1: ran through. He did a little shuffle and then tucked it under Lumberg yeah. did,
0: did Lumberg Lund- that's, that's yeah, score scored day.
1: in that game and I think that was when this was kind of Fabregas's first kind of breakthrough season and he mm. did the wonderful little reverse pass into Freddie because that was when yeah. Freddie's peak run was that was his game, was it? He used to you know make a diagonal run from the wing. Someone would you know split the split the defender. Uh, and, the, and the right or left back and then yeah. they'd slot one home, wouldn't they? But
0: I remember Perez. But I, I also love that Vieira goal. He just sort of bombs through and just hits it so sweet. Mm. Um, not like David Bentley, because David Bentley never scored. But...
1: For us. For us. <laughs> not you, Bentley. Uh... Uh, well,
0: he scored that scream didn't he? The 4-4. Um... Ah,
1: look, if we had anybody else in goal that wasn't Manuel Almunia, we wouldn't have gone in. So... No. no. Anyway, look, Absolutely. I guess on that bombshell time to end the show uh, as always we you know we just love to thank you for taking the time to listen to the podcast uh, and we hope you've enjoyed it if you haven't best of luck uh, because this is a podcast that you should 100% be enjoying regardless of who's talking it was us discussing a win over the scum from down the road uh, 3-1 to the Arsenal absolutely happy days let's hope for more of the same but look you can follow us on all the major social media platforms. Steve can be found, as always, at in the clock end on both Instagram and Twitter. Uh, myself, you can find me on Twitter at underscore the ars underscore. Or if you're interested in looking at my wonderful shirt collection on Instagram, I am at the Arsenal shirt. And let's not forget Liam, um, who unfortunately couldn't join us today because he is otherwise occupied. Um, he can be found on all. Both uh, Instagram and Twitter at the Gronin Guna. So please keep an eye on our social media feeds for any information on the next podcast. Uh, obviously, we'll be recording one shortly after the Brighton away game. Uh, but until then, look after yourselves, look after each other. Take care. Goodbye. <laughs>